This is Matt from Star Wars and Character Newsaz.com, and this is usually the opening where we pitch our Patreon page. Well, this episode was recorded as Hurricane Irma is approaching Florida. In fact, as of this particular recording, this opening segment, it still hasn't hit, so we don't know what kind of damage could possibly be coming. With that in mind, if you are considering joining our Patreon page this month, we encourage you to consider putting that money into one of the many hurricane relief funds for Hurricane Harvey and the inevitable Hurricane Irma relief fund. We certainly appreciate the support you give us on Patreon, but in times like this, it's more important to help people that need that money to live and to rebuild their lives. So again, if you're considering joining Patreon this month, please consider giving that money to one of the many hurricane relief funds. Thank you. I don't know if you're going to get to this eventually. Are you going to talk about meeting him and all that kind of stuff? I know you've met him. I have not. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories. Histories. And details. You never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Jermak Colton. Coltrane. I almost did. Is it Jer Jeramak like Jeremiah or is it Jermak like two syllables? I think it's Jeremach. I wrote Jermach written down, but then as you said that, I looked up and realized there is an E between the R uh, and the M. Now I see who it is, and this isn't the name isn't as cool as it was ten seconds ago. <laughs> you should know who it is. It like, takes the yeah. fun out of it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, don't, it does. I don't know who it is. Should I not listen? You'll hate it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I already <laughs> hate it. Go get a beer, dude. I don't listen to this show anyway. I might as well not now. <laughs> Jeremiah Colton appears in episode three, Revenge of the Seeth. Seeth. Now this, I'm taking a thing from Tim last episode or whatever it was. He likes when I try to put in put the names in the oh, names. I thought you were going to say Tim doesn't do names, so you weren't going to do names. <laughs> Damn it. Um, there I'm going to take this from Tim, and I'm just going to talk about something else. What do you guys think of Dairy Queen? <laughs> I like, oh, pumpkin pie, Blizzard's back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, do they turn it upside down, even the pumpkin pie blizzard? Is that the I'm going to ask them. I fucking tell you that, man. I think they turn that. I think they're I think they're forced to hand you the the cup upside down to they're show you re- how thick it is. They're required to do that by Dairy Queen law. When right? they do, I believe when they, do they are. That, Every I, time I've been in a Dairy Queen. Is I've it free if it that. falls out? What, what I was, was gonna say when they do the when they do that shit, I try so fast to grab it while it's upside down so I can complain that they got ice cream all over my hand, but they always they always pull it away just in time. <laughs> they see you walking in, here he comes. Yeah, there's this that fucking fifteen year old asshole got got Dairy Queen shit on my hand, man. What this kid fired, sir? <laughs> What's required by Dairy Queen law? DQL. DQL. <laughs> what is Dairy Queen's problem that they think that that impresses us? Really? Like, who do they think they are? They've got mad so easy. It's amazing. <laughs> They're the fucking queen, man. You don't fuck with a queen? Yeah. No, that's dumb. Whenever they do, I don't eat ice cream, but when they would do that and they sit there, I just shake my Why head. Why don't you eat ice cream? It. You hate ice cream? Do you hate ice cream too? I don't like ice cream, no. What? Like, Not at all? Any any kind? Any flavor? No, I don't, I don't eat ice cream. Ice cream's for suckers. Looks like Betty White. Like you just go to Dairy Queen because you want to see, like, what kind of uh, um, you trouble see oh. Dennis the Menace can get into. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis the Menace. Was that from the 80s or 90s there? Christ. You go to see the Dennis, Dennis, the five physics. This week? Well, Mr. Wilson is angry now. <laughs> All right. Here we go. We are receiving a message from the Chris Sellers office, sir. There you go. See? That was two of them. Put some work into it. You didn't just find a word that has an M or T in it, pick it, and then take a nap. Wait to your 10. Wait to your 10. The Royal House of Aldebaran. That's... I almost positive we've done that one before. I'll go back. Hold on. I'll look. Okay. (laughs) And the Sundered Heart Tim. I still don't know know who this is. (laughs) Wait wait till you hear it. 
I, I will hear you walk away from the mic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, am, am I wearing high heels, Tim? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With your petite feet. <laughs> Jeremiah Coltrane, Colton. Yes. Do it, Tim. Do me. <laughs> do it. Do it. Come on, do it. Well, Jeremiah Colton uh, is a human male who served as the pilot of, depending on who you ask, it could be one of three ships. <laughs> now, no let me ask you guys. Girl. At the end of Revenge of the Sith, when you see the ship that C-3PO was on with Obi-Wan Yoda and Organa, what ship do you think that is? It looks we- like Leia's ship. Yeah, Tanav 4 or Tanav E4 or Hearts Asunder 4, whatever the hell it's called in, in Clone Wars. Yeah. Well... It's not the Tanif Four, even though I think that that was what Lucas's uh, Lucas that was his intent. I think was mm-hmm. to say, "Here is the same ship, and C three PO never leaves this ship between now and the time." Yeah, yeah, that's but, what I assume. That's, that, that's what I think you're supposed to assume. What are people going and changing his crap after he leaves? <laughs> yeah, there is is for a little while. It was it was called the Sundered Heart. Wow, I was kidding. It shows up That's the in the Clone name. Wars. Everybody's got a sundered heart. <laughs> it shows up in the Clone Wars, and they're like, "No, it's not. It's not the Tannin Four. It's the Sundered Heart." And people got all pissed off about that. Like, yeah. that's stupid. Um, so now, officially, it's still not the same ship, which I think is still stupid. Um, it's the Tannin Three. Oh, it's a prequel to Tannin Four. Okay, yeah. Not really. I, I thought that's worse than a different name. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's stupid, but at the same time, if you think about it, it's like, why would basically the 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 head of Alderaan, the king of Alderaan, we'll call him, be riding around the same same car for thirty years or twenty years? Because all their ships got blown up. Well, that didn't happen yet. That didn't happen. <laughs> Forget it. But but yeah, I mean, if, if if you think about it in in practical sense, it does make sense that it would be a physically a different ship. But I, I honestly don't think that was the intent of Lucas when he shot those scenes at the end of Revenge of the Sith. I think yeah. he, it was his intention to make you think that that is the same damn ship. It's probably because yeah. one goddamn light is three inches lower than it <laughs> yeah. is in A New Hope, and fanboys went fucking ape shit that it can't possibly the same be the same ship so Leland she said okay okay it's a tan of three all right all right you sons of bitches alone (laughs) swick stop calling me i can't talk to you anymore since disney bought us yeah all my emails got bounced back (laughs) lg at fuckoff.com who is this coming from You're right. That has to be what he intended because that's the way he set all that. We've complained about that for years. That that there was too much of. You remember this? Well, I'm sticking it in your face again. You're like Star Wars, and this is from Star Wars, so we go like this too. The whole end of that movie is where's my noodles? It's a big puzzle. It connects to New Hope. Yeah, it just connected everything. Yeah, I mean, they didn't know there was going to be Rogue One and all this other crap. It's not a in puzzle. Between. It's like it's like two damn paddles from a defibrillator that's like can survive <laughs> revive those prequel movies. That's what it is. <laughs> but he's ending that with all things that you're familiar with. So that must be what he intended. I, I, does this happen a lot? Like if he's, I don't care what he's done with his shares and selling it and stuff. If it's something that he wrote, don't people owe it to him to keep what he? wrote like is that how much how little respect he gets from people <laughs> i guess i guess now it's coming I, from I, the I, man I, that I, hates everything <laughs> well <laughs> i i just feel like like if he came up with this stuff i don't think it's right that anybody should change anything that he's that he's said now if, whether he, if he leaves things ambiguous like a lot of these things are because there's just not time to name everything that's where i think the EU is good at filling in gaps, but if this is what he said he wanted and people are changing that's, it, that's that, wrong. That is a difference to me. If if it is if it says in the script, which I don't know, in Revenge of the Sith that C three PO and R two D two are left on the Tanda four. If those words are there and they're changed, then I agree with you. If it is amb- not even ambiguous, if it's not named and they're doing this to kind of just s- s- quell people 
like pointing out those little differences because they didn't get everything right from 30 years between the movies, like uh, aesthetic wise, then I'm okay with that too. It all depends on whether or not it is written out. Like you said, if it is specified by George Lucas to be 10 of four, which I don't know. So basically I have no answer. I'm getting a beer. <laughs> Do you guys now, think like when Lucas sold star Wars, did he say, here's everything that I ever did. Do what you want. Like, can they change anything they want now? since they sold it since he sold it away. They can. Yeah. They they can. Like, they can own it now. Change yeah. whatever empire happened in empire and whatever Jedi, Can they change that? They if they yeah, want I to. Guess. Yep. Yeah. Now I I will say this. I, and while while I was I was thinking while we were talking, I, I realized I had the Revenge of the Sith novelization right next to me. So I picked it up. Page three fifty nine of the hardcover. Oh. So this just starts out. The Tantive Four okay. swept oh. through the Kashyyyk system on Tear Silent Hill. Yeah. Tear out the page. Wrong. <laughs> this page is now legends. <laughs> That's a good so. question, though. Are novelizations considered part of what's no longer canon? Because they did say movies and Clone Wars. They never said that the novelization adaptations of that is canon. So if they didn't say the word Tana Four in movies, is it is that the Tana Four? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if the movie novelizations are canon uh, prior yeah. to. I mean, there are some there are some wacky things when you when you read the this the original novelization um, that don't match up anymore. But if 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 it, if if they do consider these novelizations to be legends now, I would like them to do updated novelizations on the movie so that they all connect and they all make sense to the reader who is now a who would be a canon purist, I guess. Some of pictures. I'm I'm just <laughs> impressed that Tim shelled out for the hardcover copy. <laughs> wow! I he got it to use bookstore last bookstore. week. <laughs> he no, prefers it to be hard. Case, used a bookstore here in Nashville. I paid a whopping twenty five cents for it. Ooh! Yeah. What a deal! <laughs> and now it is on my shelf next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I make love to it. I got a few pages are sticky. I carved. A, I carved a hole in it. Carved a hole into it. Stapled it to a to a heated up watermelon. Wow. <laughs> Why do you you know shit detail shit? Wow, about that, no Tim. kidding. I would have never thought of heated up watermelon. <laughs> how do you be myself and Irene? How do you <laughs> how do you heat up the watermelon, Tim? You put it in an oven. So you put the, but what, what if you make it too hot inside? You could really do some damage. You let it cool down. Okay. So is <laughs> that the process? questions too quickly. What, what do you set the temperature to? That I don't know. I, I wasn't looking that closely when I watched me, myself and Irene. I'm oh, sure. The, honestly, I'm sure there's a, there's a webpage. The right <laughs> answer is 98.6. <laughs> well, that's what you got to get it to an internal, but the external heat has to be greater than that. Ooh. Science, in, yeah, bitch. come on, man. Uh, I'm gonna Google fucking a watermelon. <laughs> I hear him. Watch what's <laughs> coming up, man. Uh, here's girls ask guys sex with a watermelon. As a guy, how do you do that? Seedless or no? Come on, or seeds? Come on. Seedless. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I've seen a guy fuck a snowman, so I'm sure watermelon can't be that hard. Snowman. Oh my god. That's this is really this cold. Is a- this is a this is a post on on. You can't fuck a snowman. I mean, I'd have some cold girlfriends, but not like that. <laughs> it's too it's too anyway. cold. Anyway, we'll 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 let our listeners do their own we'll, research. We'll investigate more in extra minutes. <laughs> <laughs> extra hours on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Jermak Colton, <laughs> is there watermelon in space? You <laughs> It's, so it's, anyway, it's yes, called so, Melato. Uh, what? Ah, fuck! I'm trying to make a Tuckerism. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to legend, he Mariello Talon. That's what they're called. <laughs> in Revenge of the Sith, he is uh, the pilot of the Tantive Three. And you see him in the movie. I still can't. I yeah. still know who this is. You do see. You do see him in the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah very, exactly. I mean, like one, one, maybe two shots. Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, in the in the Tan of Three, it is owned by the House of Alderaan. He is Bail Organa's official pilot. So all through all through the movies, even though you don't see him when uh, Organa needs to go from point A to point B through space, 
Jermak is his uh, Uber. Is driving is driving this days. <laughs> now he, he again. This is a very short, very short uh, entry on for for him on on Wikipedia. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he 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 was uh, as I just said. Every time we see uh, Organa the ship, so all, basically everything that I have here is basically he piloted the ship when it rescued Yoda in Obi Wan uh, when Order sixty six. So anytime you see them in a the ship on that ship, he's in the driver's seat. He piloted. He piloted. Piloted. He was he was in that seat. <laughs> he was baby um, driver. Yeah, that's right. He would he would put some uh, uh, some Beck on and uh, his headphones <laughs> and drive. And anytime there was a battle, all the all the gunshots would be to the tune of uh, of whatever <laughs> song was playing or to the beat. <laughs> Dave, did you see Baby Driver? No, I did not. Matt, did you see it? I did not. Oh damn it! You guys missed out. It's a great. Movie. Oh damn it! I wanted to see it, but oh, Dave said he hated it, so I didn't want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd probably hate it. So, nah, it got good reviews. I'll have to uh, listen to what the fella said on Pass the Popcorn on NeoZez.com. Be gushed. Daddy's Home 2 coming out November 10th. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, he, uh, and, and his, his story is very short. Uh, doesn't, doesn't go into much detail about what he did post Revenge of the Sith, other than you know just basically being a taxi driver. Uh, he retired from piloting to teach at the University of Alderaan. So he was teaching okay. piloting techniques, I guess, cruiser techniques to, uh, to budding Alderanian pilots. Um, he is presumed dead, though. It's more than likely that he was on Alderaan when the Death Star came and destroyed the planet. Oh. So he no. probably, he probably is, was, was blown into oblivion. And was nope. a little, he may have been one of those little rocks that hit the, uh, the Millennium Falcon when they got to the Alderaan space. <laughs> that sounded like a head. That was his body. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Why do you guys like I, I still really can't picture the guy like you guys both said you looked him up and were disappointed. Why were you disappointed when you saw the guy like you knew who this was instantly? The yes. And uh, it will we'll say in the movie. He is portrayed a little behind the scenes information. He is portrayed by Star Wars fan favorite Jeremy Bullock. Oh, I get so it. So his his first <laughs> name it. is a Tuckerization <laughs> of his like Jermock is basically Jeremy and Bullock put together. Jermock. Jeremock. And, and uh, when you guys do this, I don't know if you're gonna get to this eventually. Are you gonna talk about meeting him and all that kind of stuff? I know you've met him. I have not. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get him then on your episode three poster as this character? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, he, he's, he's pretty, he's pretty um, consistent on the fancy. And I, I think I got him. I know Chris and I, the first time we got him, I wasn't there. You, Chris went to uh, this toy store down near, um, yeah, Langhorn or something. It was yeah, in Levittown. Lang- yeah, Levittown. It was, it was in Levittown. I went with you. I hate yes. Levittown. It was called great name for a, a. No, do you know this? I do. It was. It was only you action it. figures. It was called it figures. Yep. Ah, that's yep. good. I like that. It's great. And he was the sweetest man ever. Yeah. Lines. The line was pretty long, and there were kids there, and he spent so much time with the kids. They had like helmets. He was signed. This is before people were really doing this. And what a sweetheart this guy was. Yeah, he's 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 like one of those guys that even though he has a long line, he will take the time to have conversations with you. But it's been about ten years since I've gotten his autograph because I'm pretty sure I got it pretty quickly on my episode three. He was poster. one of our first ones. I got an eight by ten over here. Like he's one of the ones. That I got on a poster and an eight by ten, yeah. For you know, it cost too much money. Yeah, I have it too. And we were doing because when I used to get autographs, I would have the guy sign, even though he didn't say it. I would have them sign something the character said. Yeah, and, me too. Yeah, yeah. And I would say, it said, "Dave, you're no good to me, dead." Jeremy Bullock, and I got one for our friend Jared as well, and it's hanging in his office, That's in cool. his home office yeah. at his house. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this was they they had put. I guess when Lucas was making the third movie, he, he put out calls to several different former Star Wars alumni, and uh, Bullock was like, "Sure, I'll do that." 
Come on. But the, the, the picture, the, the first press picture, which is the one that's on the legends page for him was the, the, the picture you most see out there. Like when he signs it and he looks like a quadriplegic, he just, say, he, he looks, looks like, like um, Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he, he looks like it, like he can't hold his head up. So it's being held. Well, up that's what I was going to say for being a pilot. Like how old is he? Like, I don't know. Like no offense to the elderly out there driving vehicles and cars. They're not that very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) How many paying glass windows has he driven through? (laughs) Exactly. Like, he's old to be piloting every ship imaginable. Yeah, but in in space, there's a lot of room. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I like that answer, and I'm taking it. (laughs) There's a lot of room. And then by the time you get get close to a space station, they got tractor beams to pull you in, so it's all right. Help me, help me. Okay. (laughs) I never met this guy, Jeremy Bullock, but I did see a panel with him. Paul Blake and David Prowse at Megacon years and years and years ago. It was when we start, first started doing the show, and I thought, maybe I'll do local conventions, and I learned real quick, I don't like doing conventions. <laughs> but he was he was telling stories, but it's one of those things where he was telling the stories with you know the enthusiasm the crowd wanted, but you also could tell this is the billionth fucking time he has told this story. Yeah, yes, And I kind of felt bad. I, it's like, I'm really happy that he's entertaining the crowd, but I also feel bad that he seems to, uh, he, he, I got the feeling that he has done this a hundred times just this, yeah. this year. Yeah. Well, just this past week, I think Dave Prowse announced his retirement. Oh, really? Doing any kind of conventions yeah, ever again. I, I think he announced, I think he had stopped doing U.S. conventions a few years ago, and now, yeah, I guess he's That's just, it. he's done. I mean, they're both, he's, he's a, He's in his eighties, I think. And, uh, yeah, he's not young. Well, Bullock, well, Bullock is probably getting closer to eighty. He has to be. Our our, our buddy Chris um, Hernandez mm-hmm. uh, texted me a couple of days ago saying, "Hope he got um Chewbacca's autograph." And I was like, "Oh my god, did he die?" He said, "No, the the, the walking carpet can't walk anymore. <laughs> he stopped oh. doing conventions." Ugh. And then later that night, I saw Dave Prowse, and I texted him back. I go, "Do you mean Cra- uh, yeah? Do you mean Dave Prowse?" He's like, "Yep, I'm gonna ask." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you just type Peter Mayhew. I get Chewbacca, you know. Yeah. Isn't Kevin Lyle pretty good friends with Jeremy Bullock? Yeah, um, I know that he's posted several photos of him. Like if he's at conventions, uh, like if he's doing panels, he'll hang out with the guys after. So afterwards or before the convention. So there's a lot of pictures of him having dinner with these guys and yeah. uh, being social. He got Jeremy Bullock to sign his Artmore submission the year he did. Oh yeah. The, did the Artmore project yeah. with us. That's right. Yeah. That was, that was actually one of the coolest, um, just like straight up, just like painted. It was that uh, Ke- Kevin was like, that was, well, that was the, that was the first year, but he didn't submit it till the second year. Cause it's, this is, I don't know if he, no, he told the story. So I can tell it. His daughter stole one of the plates basically, and he couldn't find it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, that was the year. And he really got the idea of what the armor project was. Then the second year was like just a billion, uh, what do you call mashups, which are fine and fun. But that year we had a lot of truly art pieces on there. And Kevin's was one of them. That was mm-hmm. a portrait of slave one. That was gorgeous. Oh yeah. yeah. It was really, there- really great. I know. I remember when I was was standing in line for the um, the Rancho Obi Wan experience at the last celebration. The one of the volunteers there, <laughs> he was asking about it, and I was like, I was, I was like, well, you have to ask Matt, but uh, you'll also have to talk to Stephen Sansweet and tell him to credit the Artmore Project to the correct <laughs> to the correct organization. Uh, when he talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that it's bad that he mentions Mandalorian Mercs because that's like, at least that's in the, I can see where the disconnect is, but yeah, every, they do that on our Facebook page too. It's like every couple months there'll be one of, in its collection. Look at this cool thing. The Mandalorian Mercs do every year for Christmas. And then, then like five <laughs> comments go star Wars and character does it not Mandalorian Mercs. <laughs> and it never gets corrected. No, no, that's, Steven's like, I'm too busy showing Joey Fatone around again. <laughs> <laughs> bye, bye, bye. <laughs> so, yeah, it, 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 yeah, Jeremy Bullock does play him, uh, does play Jermont Colton. And it, it, it was kind of fun for the for the fans yeah. to see the movie. I think 90% of the people watching the movie are like, oh, they just got some old guy from Central Casting. Uh, but for the fans that, that go to the conventions and know the actors and the behind the scenes, it was it was kind of neat to see him. But, you know, it wasn't like earth shattering. 
to see him in the movie. Is that the third he plays three characters in, or is there others beyond that? I can't remember if we've ever talked about him other than Boba Fett and that Bespin guard that's escorting Leia. Oh, yeah, yeah. As far as I know, those are the only three characters he's played. I, I don't recall ever hearing about him playing anything else in the movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he put on a stormtrooper outfit for a scene, but I've never heard him mention that. So He might be the highest one. Like He has three roles. Like Jar Jar has two of them, and Anthony Daniels has two. Like, oh, Warwick Davis. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Anthony Daniels has at least three because he also was that the CZ that that in in Mos Eisley that that other protocol droid that's walking through the streets. Okay, I forget his name. He's the one. He's the one that you always see broken down in both uh, Empire and, and Jedi, I believe. We did thing. that. We, we did a character. Sure. He's he's creepy and looks like a it looks like a corpse. Yeah, I forget who yeah. who called him this. It wasn't on the show, but someone in like my outside of the show life called him. Used to call him the Rain Man droid. <laughs> yeah, because the tick he had in his head. Yeah, yeah, Wapner. That's terrible. And <laughs> Kmart. Now Dave hates <laughs> me. I think Dave likes Rain Man. I heard I heard him and his son talk about Rain Man. He likes Rain Man. I like Tom Cruise in Rain Man. Uh, okay. Charlie Babbitt. Charlie Babbitt. What about the girl from Big Top Pee Wee? You like her? You like her? Come on. Yeah, and, <laughs> on. and Hot Shots. <laughs> That's right. Name? War. Ballerina. It's fantastic. Ballerina. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like her. Her and her. She'll stupid. always be big top pee wee to me. <laughs> That's She'll the best always sentence. be big top pee wee to me. To me. <laughs> That's the best sentence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> She'll always be big top pee wee to me. <laughs> her and uh, oh shoot, what was it? Penelope, Penelope Ann Miller. Maxality. <laughs> this says he was in Rogue One as an Imperial officer. Really? Yeah. And Jeremy? Yeah. I gotta get that poser fucking sign now. <laughs> <laughs> Every time this guy decides he wants to act, it costs you fifty bucks. <laughs> fuck, man. Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's all I got on uh, Jermok. Uh, short to 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 condense the story. Piloted a ship, died on Alderaan, played by a bounty hunter. <laughs> That's the whole episode right there. <laughs> that Rogue One thing shouldn't count, though. Like, I'm still saying three. Okay. Why Why doesn't that count? George Lucas didn't write it. It's not Star Wars. <laughs> all right. I'm glad I condensed my, my autograph poster down for all the post-Disney releases to one poster. With the caveat that I... That I don't that I don't get previous autographs. If they signed the previous posters, they don't sign this one. Technically, George Lucas did write the treatment for it in the, the opening crawl of A New Hope. He wrote a band of rebels attacking <laughs> from a hidden base. <laughs> there yeah, you go, that, Rogue One. Stole the Death that was, Star that was the, the treatment's treatment. Yeah. I'm not I'm not buying it. No. Ugh. You're fun, Dave. <laughs> I'm allowed to not like things. It's okay. Yeah, things, not everything. Yeah, Brussels sprouts is okay. Star Did Wars, I, not didn't okay. I just sit here and say what a wonderful person Jeremy Bullock was? No. <laughs> you did not because Matt edited it out. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. He hit it, it out, and people right now think like that. I'm like, I'm going insane. Like, that guy Dave is losing it, man. He's, Matt has godlike powers. He's Select. handsome, but he's losing it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's saying that. What? <laughs> What's that supposed I mean, to mean? Two men are saying it. <laughs> That's all right. I can catch a dick if I want one. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Man, you got any feedback for us? Yes, I do. So from the post office, Bucks. Yeah. Let's see. This says, oh, okay. Well, it says, read this. Exclamation point <laughs> pointing at the the text. Jeez, calm down, buddy. In front of it says historic Fort Fisher, North Carolina, living history. And then where it says read this, I will now read this. It says Fort Fisher I can't read it because of the postmarks over it. Fort Fisher protect the vital I guess protected the vital trading routes of the port of Williamton, North Carolina from eighteen sixty one until its capture by the Union in eighteen sixty five. Okay, I read it. So <laughs> now, 
Now the writing is They told you to read it and you've read and it. And I read it. <laughs> now the writing that they wrote, I don't know if I'm supposed to read it or not. They didn't say re- yeah. they didn't say read it. I'm gonna read it anyway. It says, Hey Swick, this is Cody. The guy from Celebration and wanted Chris's phone number. Anyway, my card is <laughs> from Fort Fisher, the last port during the Civil War to survive until the Union's naval. I just read that. I know that, Cody. You told me to read it. We know this story. There's so much history about this fort that I would have loved to give Tim a tour. So thanks for providing me with lots of laughs and choking of phlegm. P.S. What is Tim sucking exactly, and does he really know if anyone is sucking with him? Thanks, Cody. Hashtag suck it, Tim. Well, the new movie It came out. That should answer your question. <laughs> That's- You're sucking Pennywise? I'm so yeah. Beep, beep, Richie. Whoa. Oh, my <laughs> God. Those who read the book know what I'm talking about. Beep, beep, Richie. I don't know how this got through the mail. <laughs> no, not not that. With the next card. Because oh. I saw this card. I got to take a picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Calm down, dude. <Tim. laughs> it's not Pennywise, is it? Okay. You're going to send us a picture? Oh, do yeah. picture pages, man. I don't know that I can send this picture over Facebook. Yes, you can't send it down. They don't care. All right, let's get the whole thing, <laughs> and then let me get, let me get a close. You can, up. you can text it to us via 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 the telephones. No, you can't do that with me. Oh, I guess still got a prehistoric. I got a Wall Street phone, man. All right, so to describe to everybody the card I'm looking at as I send it to you guys, it says uh, I don't know how to say this, as so I'm probably going to slaughter it. Scotha's grease, and it's a bare-butted woman. On the beach with a lip, uh, like a someone gave her a, a very lipstick lip kiss on her butt. Uh, but when you take a little closer look, as you're about to see, there's more it's to see than that. Send it. I am. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> I will turn this podcast right around. <laughs> okay, I sent, I sent the whole card, and now I'll send the close up that made me go, hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, the, hey, there he is. <gasps> Labia. Nice. Yeah. What? <laughs> so Tim sees it. Holy sh- fuck shit. How did that get through the mail? Matt, can you mail me this? No. <laughs> That's, That's mine. Like, no. That's I mine. see it. Oh, my. Oh, bye. I'll be right back, Matt. Wow. All right. So let me actually read what it says. First, it's obviously from Greece. Uh, it had two first class stamps on. I thought it said one dollar stamps, but they're eighty. Looks like they're eighty pence stamps. Do these or eighty euro or whatever it is? Either way, um, not that that matters. So it says, "Dear Neozaz, a better view than my hometown would offer. <laughs> Keep up the good work and suck it, Tim." That's awesome. From Tom, Who sent this? Tom B, longtime Patreon. So wow, Patreon is like like giving us benefits well beyond supporting the show. Look at that. Uh, he's not he's not from Greece, is he? Uh, it says he is. And this is post I think this is post oh, I don't they know if he sent it from Greece or not. Greece? What's the what's the date on there? Because I wonder if he sent that after the pop up pop 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 pumps your blood. Oh, maybe he yeah. did. I don't know. Uh I can't <laughs> see it. Uh, but it's 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 from my latest pickup so probably that's probably true i bet that's what it is that's probably what he's referencing because he did say patreon supporter at the end that is that is wow i'm not giving him my address yeah (laughs) get a hold of me i'll give you my address (laughs) i remember i got a postcard uh one of my very best friends was an exchange student that lived with me for a year his name was henning uh from germany you guys guys know henning right he was even he even came flew back from germany to be in my wedding and Sucker. after he moved back to Germany, he sent me a postcard of a topless Samantha Fox. Mm, that makes sense. She did all, yeah, because it was, you know, she did all this topless stuff, and I was like in love with Samantha Fox. Yeah. What? And he sent this, well, yeah, I don't know what she looks like now. So <laughs> he sent me this postcard, and I remember my mother getting it out of the mail and being <laughs> like, Your friend Henning sent you this. It was the most awkward <laughs> moment of my life. My mom handing me a topless picture. Thank you, mom. <laughs> Samantha I, Fox looks. I mean, uh, well, no. 
That, she that doesn't look terrible, but she kind of looks. She's got a little bit of a China look to her. This oh. actually, I'm going to take it back because I was I was double trying to see where he's from. I think this is, says Tim B because I can't find a Tom B, but I found a Tim B that's a Patreon. So apologies, Tim. I'm pretty sure this is from Tim B, and he is from. Uh, well, I don't want to say. I don't want to give his address away, but it corresponds with the um, what we got in the mail. Let's say that <laughs> I almost gave his entire address. So uh, I so, sorry, Tim. It's from Tim, not Tom. So it's from Tom. Tim, I will give you my address. Another useful Tim. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hell, let's just you know what I had another one picked, but we how can we not make our Patreon supporter of the episode Tim B? Yes. Yeah. I so concur. thank you, Tim. Hey. So if you don't know. I'm- I vote no confidence. <laughs> Apart from sending us fantastic postcards, uh, Tim's support also helps keep everything online. And uh, that's that's a long and short of it. I don't have a long speech, and I don't have much prepared tonight because I don't think we mentioned once in this episode, this is being recorded mm-hmm. hours before the hurricane's about to hit Central Florida, Hurricane Irma. Oh, Matt is recorded through tornadoes. Yeah, exactly. This is not hurricane. Add hurricanes to the list. So, I, ap- earthquakes. Apologies everything. for not having everything ready like I usually do, but I packed up the office and moved everything. The studio where I sit is next to the window. There's nothing next to the window right now in case this breaks. So, I don't have all my Patreon stuff and all my usual closing notes in front of me. So, I'm going off the top of my head. Needless to say, Patreon is what keeps everything online. I think everyone knows that and is sends us the postcards that keep on giving thank you so <laughs> much you know let's mention the postcard address too we haven't mentioned that in a while if you want to send us a postcard what we'll do if you send us a postcard we'll send you a link to our lumpy episode which was the uh episode we did for celebration uh as a giveaway and you can send that to you can send anything uh, a letter or uh we've got <laughs> that ransom letter last episode <laughs> um but uh, whatever you want to send to our post office box it ne- it's neos as p.o box 771975 orlando florida 32877 how cool. many approximately how many postcards do you think we've gotten ballpark oh uh, at least 30 to 40 30 for sure i'd say at this point that's pretty cool. Which one is the sexiest postcard to get? That one. <laughs> the one with the private parts on it? Yeah. I'm looking right now, Dave. And Tim sent us a picture of what Samantha Fox looks like now, and he's right. She yeah. does look she does look a little bit like China, but hey. It's twenty seven postcards, by the way. I just counted them. How many? Twenty seven. Yeah, so not thirty. I was close, but Well, thank you all. I posted that that uh postcard of the uh Main Street in Quakertown on Facebook. I, saw, I thought you were going to say I just posted the Grease one on Facebook, old, so we should be banned any second. <laughs> it was the old Carlton <laughs> Theater where Moyer Shoes was or is. It's still there. Still there, Moyer Shoes. And the Carlton Theater is now the Carlton Cafe. Right down the street from the Proper Brewing Company. So if you're in Quakertown, stop by the Proper Brewing Company for craft beer, especially on a Monday. Come in and say hi to Dave. Hurry before it goes out of business. You son of a biscuit! <laughs> I have not been there, and that that and the in the and the proper was an old movie theater. That was that was the palace, the palace theater. Yeah, and we have an event center in the back where we have concerts and comedians and all kinds of stuff. And we call that you're doing air, air quotes, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. you are just you are just killing my soul. <laughs> I feel like you raped my soul, seriously. And I hate that 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 back room we call the palace room hey it's a wonderful place mm-hmm. you should come by I've been come there. by and see me on mondays come by and see melissa every other day <laughs> treat her nice so she'll scratch your eyes out <laughs> you have to pay for the beer but the headaches are free <laughs> <laughs> uh, you son of a <laughs> what is the time for trivia dave it is time for it's trivia Right on cue. <laughs> yep. Oh, speaking of trivia and Patreon. Oh. I'm glad I remembered this. I was going to say, I'm glad you said this, but you did nothing to make me remember this, so it's all me. <laughs> I've, a few people have stated that they think that Chris got oh. that one trivia oh question God. right. 
So yeah. <laughs> I am going to leave it to the listeners, but I'm going to put a poll on Patreon because they have a bigger stake, I think, in the outcome of the show. Because without them, very likely wouldn't have the show or have the past episodes online to even have a question of whether or not Chris should get this point. So if you're a Patreon supporter, you've probably already seen this by now because I posted it on Patreon. Or if you're thinking of being a Patreon supporter and you're really passionate about your answer of whether Chris should not have that trivia point... <laughs> Go to Patreon and vote, and then by not next episode, because we're recording that next, but our following episode after that, we'll have what the final decision is, and we'll see if Chris's score changes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a Patreon supporter. You know what so I'm you can voting. Vote. Oh, okay. I think you hate me, Dave. <laughs> Are you a thing? I, yeah, yes, he I does. Hate that you got, I hate that you got the answer wrong. <laughs> so I vote no. <laughs> there you go. I saw all that. I saw some people saying that, man. I got Kipler Reed going, all right. How do we just go? <laughs> all right. What's the scores, Dave? The scores in its trivia are Matt, 11. Tim, 11. Three. Dave, 11. And Chris, 8. With an asterisk. Or nine. <laughs> yeah, with, with an asterisk. A, yeah. <laughs> Chris is using performance enhancing what? <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, Chris, you're first. Yes. Okay. So, the one book I did not pack away was the Jedi Master's Quiz book by Rusty Wallace because, or Miller. Why does he, why do I keep calling him Rusty Wallace? Who's Rusty <laughs> well, Wallace? I have no idea. Is he Rusty? Oh, he is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Rusty Miller. Uh, because this is going to go in the safe and into the closet during the hurricane because I don't want to lose this. This. 282 pages of gold. <laughs> Whatever nope, it is. That's just because the pages have, have started yeah, to They, they are literally gold because they're starting to turn. <laughs> okay, so there we go. I just randomly picked a page in the middle that didn't have writing all over it. And the question is, what creatures form their workforce in Cloud City? The first thing that came to mind was Ognots. Suitcase. Let's see. Uh, my suitcase. With, with the white fucking suitcase, and they fight over it with Snaggletooth. Oh, I'm um, sorry. The answer is the Ugnuts, period. The Moops. What? He oh, put, no, no, no. He put a period after Ugnuts, and you did not say period. No. What? Of course. Shit. I'm kidding. If you're after you Patreon, please. <laughs> no, you, this one, no question. No question. Why did he put a period? I don't know, because he's Rusty Wallace Miller. He likes period. <laughs> yeah. He's like a shark. (laughs) All right, it's my turn then. Okay. Where was Boba Fett's... Boba Fett's, really? Where was Boba Fett's ship docked in Cloud City? Ah, crap. They're going to want specifics, I bet. All right, I know this. This is when he's being choked. We had this question somewhere else, and he's like, He's at the West Platform. (gasps) So the West Platform. Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. On the East platform. <laughs> Shoot, you're right. Direct says, Dave. East platform works every time. <laughs> Jovan Musk. <laughs> All right, that, that's good. I got it wrong. Crap. That means it is Matt's turn. Matt's turn. What part of the Falcon was Chewbacca working on in the beginning of Empire? Wow. Ah. I was just going to say that. The top part. Um, Well, shit. I really don't know. So the only thing that I can safely say that was broken that we know about was the hyperdrive. But that was like way at the end of the fucking movie. So I'm going to say hyperdrive. And I would be wrong because the answer is the central lifters. Who the fuck would know that? (laughs) This is, this is the, the week yep. of tough questions. Yeah, yeah, that had to be in the book. Give Tim a tough one. <laughs> Give Tim a hard, hard one, like a like a warm watermelon. Yeah, <laughs> at what temperature is a watermelon <laughs> to be heated? Uh, don't Google for, that for fornication purposes. Okay. Oh wow, this is tough, and I did not intend it to be tough. Uh. But here we go. Who is referred to as a type of flower? That postcard. Referred yeah, to as a type go. of flower. Wow. Power flower. Type of flower. 
Are you fucking kidding me? When I get to the answer, this is going to take some research. <laughs> it was referred to as a type of violent. <clears throat> fucking daffodil. Uh. <laughs> Tim, Tim's references always kill me. Does anyone but me know what that's a reference to? Nope. I want to say Carlito's way, but I don't know. No. <laughs> that is a color of night reference with Bruce Willis, and that was, uh, oh, what was his name, Tim? Oh, shoot. What was his name? Uh, he was even on a Sting album. Oh yeah, he was like the the he the what was the they dance they dance they dance he, alone. He, he did the Spanish did spoken the Spanish word portion translation. I'll look it up while you're thinking. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I'm interrupting. This was Tim's second color of night reference today. I did, I did. I mentioned, yes. I mentioned Bruce Willis's tiny wang to Chris earlier today, <laughs> and that was just a Saturday conversation. Yeah. <laughs> We talked. No, about yeah, Chris and I were talking because Chris said he he saw once the new Venice, yeah, with Bruce Willis, and Bruce Willis is nude in this. And I asked him if you see his tiny wang, like you see in Color of Night. <laughs> you yeah. think Bruce Willis has a tiny wang? I mean, it's been a while since he's seen Color of Night. I mean, Come bring the camera close, there, tiny ding dong. <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's got a bigger one than Jane March, but not much bigger. <laughs> Jane March. And you know what? And I, I, I have heard this answer, but I cannot think of it. Damn it. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Princess Leia. Well, the answer is, along with the reference... I guess Rusty thought he outsmarted the fucking world because he had to explain the answer to everybody. <laughs> C-3PO. And the reference is Goldenrod. Uh, and I looked Golden this up Rod. and I did not realize Goldenrod was a flower. I just thought it was uh. a color of paper. Are you saying that I'm the only one who got a point? You are. You are, yes. <laughs> you pulled one step closer because the scores are now Matt, 11. Tim, 11. Dave, 11. Chris, 9. And if you get your asterisks, you'll be within one point. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit, that's right. So you should really push Patreon this week. Uh, Patreon supporters, please. <laughs> Do what you can. Throw a dollar <laughs> vote, at me. Throw a, throw a dollar at my vote. Vote, yeah. please vote. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, vote, please vote. Vote, please vote. Tim, that was Ruben Blades. Ruben Blades. And Predator 2. He was in Predator 2. That's right. He was. But more importantly, in Color of Night, which is Tim's <laughs> go-to movie of the day, it seems like <laughs> for, for people. I loved, I loved that that in the Color of Night when the when the uh, credits would end, you would still hear Rublets come back, you fucking double deals. <laughs> I remember, Dave. You must have saw that movie in the theater several times. I remember, like, you just have a day off and you just be watch Color of Night again. Sure, why not? <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is panned from beginning to end by everybody in the world but me. See, I don't hate everything. I love Color of Night. That's the dumbest shit. Love Leslie Ann Col- Warren. Color of Night is is one of those like striptease or I'm sorry, um, uh, showgirls type movies where you watch it because it's got a lot of nudity and it is so remarkably bad that it's that it's hilarious and great my favorite part yeah. of this argument is that every every positive point dave makes about it he can't help but giggle after he says it <laughs> <laughs> color of night if you have not seen color of night well that wasn't night was that 90s yeah that was 90s i saw it i probably saw it with you guys oh <laughs> so ding at the same time yeah i would only watch that i by probably myself. made that same goddamn joke that night well, it's the most ridiculous movie. It's one of those things. It's like, what's the secret? And it's like, it's it's right there in front of you. Oh yeah, it's so. It, it, don't say too much because people have to watch this now. This yeah. is like this is bordering on the room bad. <laughs> <laughs> and if Lou, sweet Lou, if you're listening, please get your fellas back together. And dial-up movies needs to address color of night. <laughs> Maybe maybe for our uh, holiday movie, Chris and I can do Color of Night commentary. <laughs> well, actually, no, we, we still need to do um, uh, 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 Jingle All the Way with Matt. Oh, that's right. I have to watch that stupid piece of crap. <laughs> I'll, I'll never listen to that. 
Oh, you were going to be on it, dickhead. Yeah. Oh, I was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> why? Because of the box? Because Is I had never seen it. Oh. You've never seen Jingle All the Way? Where? Yes. For the, yeah, we, so, we talked about this. Yeah, let's go back in time to the conversation <laughs> we already had. There you go. I can't believe you've never seen Jingle All the Way. I hate Betty White. My name is Dave. Well, but yeah, but it's not Sinbad. Star of Kazam. Because that's right. <laughs> Referring to every episode we've ever done. Well, Tim, thanks for telling us about Jeremoth Colton. Excellent job. <laughs> the People's Court? <laughs> I was like, the Jeremy was a bullfrog. Like what, what Matt was singing before we started. It did play. sound like People's Court, though. It, it did, did sound like that. What you're about to see is real. <laughs> On the next episode, we'll be discussing Doug Llewellyn. Tune in next time we talk about R4 P17. Now I got a P. 17 times. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information. Thank you.